Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. GIF, it's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and this week I'm joined by Mujan Zafagari. Hello, Mujan. Hi, Brett. Excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for coming and doing the show. Of course. I <laughs> grew up and loved all these shows that you're going to be covering. Yeah, especially this one, which was your pick. Yes, it was! <laughs> uh, this week we're traveling to October 13th, 1989. A movie called Black Rain rolled the box office. Miss You Much by Janet Jackson topped the charts. And Perfect Strangers aired Tooth or Consequences. <laughs> Mujan, you must have seen Tooth or Consequences before. I don't. Ha- I might have. I have no recollection. So I, I, I think I don't think I watched it during the time because I was maybe three at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely watched the reruns and syndication. And I, I do. The last image of this episode is like an iconic image of what Perfect Strangers <laughs> is because it's them dribbling milk out of their mouths because their mouths are numb. Super numb. Yeah. But it's uh, the show is it's a, it's an amazing show, especially as an immigrant child to finally see it, <laughs> a fellow immigrant on television. Where is Balky supposedly from? My op. Meepos? It's like oh, a... Meepos? Meepos, right. These are Meepos, which is like, I believe they... Uh, it's like a Greek, kind of a Greek-esque it's, type of... Kind. It's very Greek-esque. Yes, they didn't want to offend anybody by making a specific place, so he has like so a very fun. vague accent. We can offend multiple yes. countries if we don't yes. make it specific. Yes, what is an immigrant? This is an immigrant. He, <laughs> he has sheep with him all the time. He doesn't one, have buildings from where he's from. <laughs> or, or dentists, or at one point in this episode, he's wearing navy blue wicker sandals. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fact that this is, what is it? What season is this in? Uh, this is season five. So it's perhaps the fifth year that he's been living in America, and Still he has not, not yet acclimated cautious. to, like, the clothes that we would wear. Yeah, I definitely watched... I, I was aware of Perfect Strangers as a kid, yeah. but I feel like my TGIF era started right... As it ended. Sure, yeah. Because, uh, well, like, yeah, my TGF lineup was, like, Family Matters, yeah. Step by Step, and then Hang on Mr. Cooper or <laughs> Aliens in the Family. Like, there's Dinosaurs, a bunch of, like, random other ones. Boy Meets World. Yeah. Um, Did you know that? You knew, But you knew that, like, Family Matters is, like, a spinoff. Yeah, of, this show. Yeah, this show, because... 
Was it Harriet Winslow? Was like was like the elevator the elevator operator, operator. and then her police her uh, her husband Carl was like the police officer at the war. Was he in the shows? He was, was in the show. Okay. They're both in the shows. Yeah, and they did a spinoff. And in fact, they had Larry and Balky in the pilot episode, but it was cut. They were never. <laughs> yeah, they like wanted to actually like have it seamlessly begin. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So this week on Must Have Seen TV, we are talking about Perfect Strangers, the episode Tooth for Consequences. It is the fourth episode of season five. It was written by Paula A. Roth and directed by Joel Zwick. Here is how iTunes describes the episode. Balky's first trip to the dentist goes haywire when he and Larry accidentally get too much laughing gas. Oh, boy. Is that accurate? Yeah, that is accurate. Is, is it accurate? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. And that is... That long line was strong. <laughs> that is almost all that happens. <laughs> that's mainly the only thing that happens, yeah. It's all about talking about it, uh, being scared about it, Going there, doing it, and then the moral of the story. That's yeah. like the the overall I, arc of the whole episode. It, it's very simple, but it's very mind. entertaining. Not to jump to the end, yeah. but the fact you brought up the moral of the story, yeah. and the end of it, it's a farce, it's a silly episode, but then at the end, when they're after they both had their surgeries and come home, the sentimental music oh. comes out of nowhere, and all of a sudden yeah. it's like, wait, was this a very special episode about going to the dentist? No, I feel like, <laughs> is it, because I, I don't recall other episodes of this show, but like, <laughs> or just I feel like on, you know, TGIF lineup, maybe this it was mandatory. This is a production. Right, so yeah, yeah. So that's full house. But I also feel like it's mandatory that you have that, like, you paid for music, and you always pay for that lesson music, and you yeah. have to put it in at the end of each episode. Like, like, what's why? today's lesson? There wasn't, it, it's it's a silly yeah. episode. Like, I don't know if any kid watching this is going to be more yeah, well, up for going to the dentist yeah. <laughs> because it still seemed like a it still seemed like a harrowing experience because if you go to the dentist with your friend they're going to end up almost operating on you yeah. like that's what happens in this but episode. hey we went together and we're friends but i also it's like uh, i don't know uh but I feel like the, the, the song that they were using, um, it's just like a really easy way to end a show. It's like SNL yeah, when they end a sketch like, yeah. with like a newspaper spinoff. I yeah. feel like it's the easiest way to end anything. <laughs> or it's like, all right. Frame or yeah. A... Well, what's the lesson that we learned today? Yeah. Let's just go over each act and describe it. <laughs> Tell us how yeah. we feel. So, I mean, like, the plot of the episode is like Balky's eating rice cakes at the beginning and yes. his tooth hurts. And yes. Bronson Pinchot does a really funny job of screaming in pain and then immediately going back to. Yeah. Hurry up, Balky. We're going to be late for work. Oh, just a minute, Coulson. I'm, I'm almost finished with my breakfast. <laughs> Is something wrong? Really fast fact, he was such a cutie. <laughs> That's a fact? That's a fact. What a cute man. So you're team Pinchot, not team Mark Lynn Baker. Both of them are great in their different ways, but damn. I wrote in my notes, um, is it fun being Mark Lynn Baker? He gets, you know, he's the straight man. He he's... ends up having a very hot girlfriend, as you oh, do really? in television, okay, and okay. perhaps real life, because he's yeah. an actor, so I don't really know. Like he do- I mean, he also gets to do stuff in this episode. He also gets to, you know, he get does. drunk off lapping gas. Yeah, yeah, and... yeah. His fun comes from when he breaks that straight right, man. Yeah. yeah. But for the first two-thirds of this episode, he's just... Not it. He doesn't look like he's having any fun yeah. as a character or so, an actor. So yeah. So the first <laughs> scene is basically him confronting uh, Balky, who has apparently never had toothache before, which shows yeah. that in developing countries or wherever he's from, they don't have the sugary products that they have in America, thus <laughs> causing cavities. Oh god! And so wow, he yeah, basically indeed. has had a very indeed. healthy life, eating like natural <laughs> foods and milk, and he comes to America and within what year six, five, whatever, huge cavity. Everything's going to shit. Everything's going to shit. <laughs> uh, and then. 
so he convinces them to go to the dentist. So the next scene is, do they both? Well, also, want- wait, wait, hold on. The the dentist uh, is apparently a thing that they don't have in developing right, yeah. countries. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the overall, the overall, the thing about Perfect Strangers watching it many years later as a fellow immigrant is that, like, I feel like they oh, like so to them to be an immigrant is to be a stupid child. <laughs> yeah, because he's such a child. <laughs> he's such a like a not even a smart know, child. They have a father son relationship. They do. That first yeah. scene is very much like now Balky. Yeah, Balky. Know? And later on. They go, they run through like Balky was originally afraid of getting his picture taken, yeah, and afraid of getting on elevators because he thought it would go to the center of the earth. And the quote was, uh, "Balky, don't Balky, be... remember the time you were afraid to have your picture taken? Uh, yeah, because you thought the camera was going to steal part of your soul. <laughs> yeah, you remember what I said? Yeah, you said Balky, don't be stupid." <laughs> Don't be stupid. Don't be you stupid. tell me, Balky, don't be stupid. Okay, Larry. Okay, Uncle Larry. <sighs> so dumb. God. Or it's just uh, a small kid. It's like a Benjamin Button situation where oh, we're yeah, only at this Nebos point. ages backwards. Yeah, ages backwards. Uh, they go, we see a scene at the... The uh, Chicago, Chronicle, Chicago Chronicle, which is Chronicle. where they work, where Larry oh. works and where he's a, uh, Balky's a mailman. Yeah. I, I pointed out in the opening credits, the opening credits are all single cam. It's yeah. all... Like, it's not even, like, scenes from other episodes. No. It's just, oh. here's their hot riding around in Chicago I love it. doing kooky things. I love it. I think it's one of the best, like, just tough opening graphic titles for any show. It's a pretty it's a pretty good opening credit sequence. Yeah. I'm very partial to the full house. Uh, well, it's here, in that- here we all are, sure. like... Getting off of a cable car. Or but this is only two people, yeah. so they have to reuse them and do different activities. And I noted at the end of the opening credits, they're going to see The Odd Couple. Yeah. A play of it. Uh-huh. And in a, in a theater up. that just says the word Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that they're in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Very obvious. <laughs> uh, but then we see their boss, uh, played by Sam Anderson, who I know from Angel, because he oh. was one of the main lawyers at Wolfram and Hart. And he was also on Lost as, I think, Sam or some, Rose's husband. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So he's on this. Uh, I know this is his first season as a top build character because he's in the opening credits. His name is. Yeah. Uh, but he only appears in like a half dozen What a great like acting life. You just come in. You do that <laughs> For, scene. That, how long do you think it took them to shoot that scene? I mean, well, I guess it was live in front of the studio to like... Yeah. Oh, you want to know a fun fact? 15 minutes. A Perfect Strangers fun fact. Oh, yeah. So in the first season, the first couple episodes, they – because so this whole show is inspired by the 1984 Olympics because the creators of it were like, it's so weird that they have like a village and there's going to be like immigrants with like Americans and they're going to be fish out of water. Wouldn't it be strange oh. if they all lived together in real life? Uh. And so in order to keep it timely and everything <laughs> like that, the uh, executives uh, at uh, – what was this? Uh, it, what, ABC, 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 right. ABC were like, we want you to like do the show fast. And so for the first couple episodes, they rehearsed it and they shot it. And like within a week, it was on air. Holy like crap. super fast turnaround for the first. And they only had six episodes in the first year. Yeah. Yeah. Holy but I don't, so I don't know how long this one takes, but it was, uh, yeah, it's just a, yeah. A lot of it felt, a lot of this really did feel like, and I'm not saying this in a good way or a bad way, yeah. but that entire like dentist buffoonery scene at the end, I was like, this feels like it's one take. Oh, it just sure. feels like they just did this once in front of an audience and yeah. it's kind of done. Or, or they might have done it a couple times, but this entire chunk is just from one take, either the first or the second. Or yeah. It's very much physical comedy is a yeah. big part of Perfect Strange, especially for Balky. I'm looking back on this now and I'm like, did it have any dialogue? <laughs> No, it was a lot of laughter. It was a lot. So they're at the Chronicle, and the boss uh, basically plays the devil's advocate. Yeah, he brings up the whole drill thing, and he yeah. says that what's the worst? The drill is the greatest instrument of torture since alimony. 
He's bringing in. He's, he's like a man at work, and he's got to bring in that wife situation. He's definitely got some ex-wife. Well, got her ex-wife. Money well, that he boy, legally owes her. <laughs> Women, <laughs> what a pain. Uh, yeah. So basically, the scene before uh, Larry makes dentist dentist seem fun, like basically yeah. going to an amusement park because he's. About he's a chair, a child. The chair goes up and down. Yeah. They, they squirt water into yeah. your mouth. Wee. Easily convinced, and then this next scene, easily unconvinced because he uses the word drill. Yeah, yeah. Which I've also this is I mean spoiler alert I've never had a cavity before, so I actually what? Didn't, okay never, back up. What? What? No, I've never had a cavity. You eat like a garbage person, Brad. But I probably and that's why I think I'm very resilient to I eat fruits and nuts, and I have a <laughs> shit ton of cavities. I had a uh, hot pocket for lunch today. God damn yeah, it, Doctor Pepper. I mean, uh, but I, uh, also this is an embarrassing fact, and yeah. I should have thought about this before I chose a dentist themed episode. I haven't been to a dentist since. 2007. So you could have a cavity. But I would know because it would hurt, right? Some, yeah, it would hurt, but like, yeah, there could be secret cavities. There could be other shit going on that you, there could be other stuff going on I that you don't know have, about. I probably have secret cavities because it has been 10 years. It has been 10 years. I think probably uh, you're, yeah, no. But also, I've not okay. had any type of pain to necessitate me uh, having to emergency go to the dentist. Sure. I should be going at least sure. twice You're a just year. waiting for the horrible pain to come <laughs> until you go get that cleaning. I need to get it. I didn't have insurance for a while, but I've had it for, I've now had it for a little while, so I should have. Just but go I get just, a like, cleaning. It, it's just hard. You I know? know. It's a, also just an odd situation, the shame. dentist. Uh, it's my secret shame, now public on a podcast. Uh, but uh, that's this is the scene where I noted that Balky's wearing those navy blue wicker sandals because yeah. he curls up into a fetal position in the middle of the newsroom, which was empty. Yeah. I don't know what. Oh, kind of I noticed day that too. Was. There's was, no background. Was, I saw one human one being person. in the very back. So they work in like this giant a newspaper. Huge, like, supposedly, what the Chicago Chronicle sounds like a successful endeavor. Yeah. And it seems huge. Huge. Nobody was it's in the back. It's a big set. It's a tall huge. set, it looks like. It reminds me of a. Uh, a pop bellies. Yeah. I like to imagine they just didn't have the budget and just, just like, cut all the background actors. I know, like, um, in news radio, I'm listening to DVD commentary on that, and they know that, like, in the first couple seasons, they had a shit ton of extras in the background yeah. just to make it seem like a bustling news station. And all the people that are doing commentaries are all laughing at that. It's like, oh, yeah, this is back when we thought we had to have extras. Yeah. And as it goes on, True. it's just the eight of them. Yeah. But that makes sense because it's a cast of eight. This is a cast of, of two, two with, with one, one boss. Yeah. <laughs> so you need bodies. There. There, are, there are just, like, desks in the back that are empty. It's like the end of days at this newspaper, like as if yeah. it's 2011. And this, this should have been shot now. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. This is what it actually looks like. Uh, and then we get to the whole, like, Balky, don't be stupid runner of, like, you know. You yeah, so basically, uh, Larry. Larry's like, come on. Come don't. On. It'll be fine. Yeah, they do have, like, uh, a brother, father, two males of some sort, child, mother. Like, weird relationship. Are they first cousins? They're supposed to. I think they're distant cousins. Okay, yeah. So the whole thing, so backing up, the whole po- point of Perfect <laughs> Strangers is the fact that Larry lived in, like, Wisconsin. And finally, he went to Chicago to, like, live at his live on his own, his own man. Okay. Although he looks like he could be 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, And yeah. then by the time he finally gets his own place, he's, like... His, his distant cousin comes to like live in America for the first time, and Larry, being a nice man, lets him stay over. And of course, you know, later, he gets into years. all the trouble that like with living with Balky comes with, and they become close <laughs> and brother like. And you learn a lesson every episode. So, like going to the dentist, like going is to the okay. episode. Yeah, uh, well, let's yeah. <laughs> they go to the dentist office. I love that dental assistant. There's a dental assistant in this that is super hamming it up. Uh, I, I noted. Um, she does that trope of every time there's a dentist episode of a sitcom, it's, the joke is always that the dentist or person there can 
speak yeah. and in mouth language. Yeah, or whoever's in the chair, if they're garbled, you can understand, yeah. Which is such an easy joke, and they always have to explain it. And it's like, she explained it here. I'm like, man, we get it. Maybe we didn't get it in the late 80s. Maybe well, that- she, I feel like, I swear she looked at camera. She's yeah. like super hamming it up. <laughs> but I guess that's in the 80s. No, what is it, 1989? Uh, yeah, it's a different it, time, yeah. different place. <clears throat> I also know at this point that we're getting a lot of mileage out of this premise. There is no B-plot. There is no... Nope. This is just... A, 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 A. This is all A, and all... Uh, like glacially paced A in a way. It's very like deliberate, very slow. Like mm-hmm. I feel like every one of these scenes could have been condensed down and you could have crammed in a B and a C plot. Right. But it is, I feel like every single scene, because it is like, oh, it's an immigrant and what America views immigrants to be are just like people from the 1800s villagers yeah, yeah, who yeah. don't understand basic things perhaps and uh, don't <laughs> eventually don't even change their clothes or their accents or anything they believe in and they continue being stupid because that's how America in the 80s perhaps viewed immigrants and it's just every every scene is just like educating this immigrant <laughs> of like you dummy that's not how it's like you dumb little it's kid five seasons of this five seasons this of point. this yeah that's a lot it's a lot of education that's I don't Oh, God. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, they go to... So, they're in the dentist's office. And the dentist pulls it... Well, they, the dentist leaves. Yes. And for an uh, irresponsibly long time. Well, the first the dentist comes in, and of course the dentist is a man. Yeah. And the dentist... An older man. An older man, bald, like what you expect a dentist to be. Uh, and he tries to... Sp- Make the situation fun and normal. And then Larry's all like, hey, you don't be afraid of it, Balky. I'll show you how easy it is. And then so, what do you guys think happens? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's all going to go fine. It's all going to go fine. Yes, it's all right? going to go fine. Oh, no, no, no. No. He, Larry lost yep. a crown. He lost a crown. And he's going to put it off, but then ba- then the roles are reversed comically. But yes. at least now Larry gets, Marklin Baker gets something to do now. See, there you that's go. The, that's the causing the, uh, what, the the seesaw of heightening oh, to yeah. change in the middle of the scene. It's a good two-hander. It's or a they're good like, two-hander. You know, they're, you know, switching roles. Yeah. Um, and wow. at that point, the dentist leaves for a super long time. And, and what get, was the, do you know why he left? I don't, I I don't remember. I can't remember. It's just like, oh, guys, I gotta go. Yeah. It was like, oh, the plot needs to move forward, and I can't be here for that to happen. <laughs> also, you guys have to get into a, a whole lot of irresponsible trouble in here, so I can't be here for that. Um, but before that, the dentist uh, introduces the Novocaine. Oh, yeah. There's a Novocaine. There's also, um, he, yeah, he puts the Novocaine on Mark Lewin Baker's face. Yes. Which brought back all these memories of Novocaine. To, like screaming back to my memory of being a child and having to go. Did you I was, have bad dental experiences? No, not really. Well, I had a little bit. I, my teeth have always been pretty good. Dennis have always complimented my teeth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Went back when I used to go. Sure. God, I'm a horrible person. Are you just um, like afraid of going because you're afraid of never receiving a compliment again? That I don't. Like the last time I went, they said, oh, you might have a cavity. And then you're like, and never like, again. Yeah, but, they, but they said I didn't have one. So I was like, never going back. Okay. Um, but I, I did. I the dentist was a regular thing for me as a kid, so I had Novocaine shit all the time. I had a, I had a lip bumper and a bracer thing. What's a lip? A lip. Uh, they called. I don't know. There might be a better term for it than lip bumper, which is what they called it to me when I was in second grade. It was just a wire that went in front of my bottom teeth. Okay. To keep my lip off of it because my lip was like crowding. It was up my. I had a tooth come in. There wasn't room for it, mm. and so they were trying to like spread it out. I never had braces, so I was lucky that way. Um, Please tweet at us your dental health problems. Uh, <laughs> I'm also dental tooth shit like freaks me out. So there's a lot of stuff in this that also like was kind of horrific to me. Yeah, like the feeling of that Novocaine when he puts it on Marklin Baker's face 
was like, oh, God, I remember what that feels like. It was like the weird tingling in, like, Yeah, oh. well, it, what is this? is a universal experience that yeah. any audience of the prime, the audience, I believe, of TGIF was families, generally. Right. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and so it's having this fam, all the families go through this together, but through the eyes of a father and his two-year-old child. Yeah, <laughs> played by. <laughs> played by a, a, a 30, 30-year-old man, I believe. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, yeah, the, the, the end of this episode is just a huge... So here, here's what happens. All right, so the de- so the dentist many. leaves, and uh, and then um, wait, what does happen? The dentist leaves. There's a, I mean, like everything at once, basically. All right, so this is what happens. The dentist leaves, and then um, and then Larry for uh, what does Larry do? Larry does something that causes there to be a he, leak in he, the laughing gas. He gets frustrated and rips off the mask, he rips and off that the opens mask. up the tank. It rips off the core of the tank that starts spewing laughing gas into the yeah. room. So he's like, I'll close it. But the knob on the top comes off, and at that point, they're just laughing hysterically. (laughs) Marklin Baker stumbles back, grabs the giant syringe of Novocaine, and then, like, just kind of, like, haphazardly stabs Belky in the arm with it, which was one of the most, like, the shot of that giant syringe going into Bronson Pinchot's upper arm. I think I was like, is this where Belky dies? Yeah, that was horrifying. Is this the episode that's most, you said, so you picked this episode because it's the most popular. This is the most popular one. I was like, is it because Belky dies? Yeah, this is it. This is where the Belky 2 comes in. The Belky 2. Or good clone. Where they bring in a small child for the rest of the season. Where all the storylines then make sense, because it's with a small child. And so, yeah, the the dot. Dentist is gone for a very a long super time. Super long time, leaving someone in there with a giant syringe full of Novocaine. And they're screaming and laughing, causing like a, a huge <laughs> at, commotion. At this point, no like, one's outside the door. Valky's like, I'll fix you, cousin, and like throws Markwood Baker into the ta- in the, the chair and then rams both of his hands into his mouth and yeah. is trying to like pull him, his mouth open. I was th- also. It's the beginning of like a murder like, it was scene. Horrible. It was horrific. <laughs> it was really. Which again, I don't know. I feel like this could be. Maybe I would have been laughing in a different show. Also, it is kind of strange because they had laughing guests, so it's a sitcom. Uh, They have an audience that also laughs along with them, but I feel like they had problems putting in when the laughter was because they're like, they don't want to override the laughter that's happening on stage. And so there's like a weird mix of like, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) <laughs> We're laughing at that laughter. Laughing at the laughter. <laughs> it's always also strange, too, when a TV show relies on, like, drug comedy or, like, the characters yeah. kind of being on something for the laughter to come. Like, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But this one, I thought it worked. You know, physical comedy. There's a lot of good physical comedy in yeah. here. There's some good physical comedy in here. Them trying to lift up the chair because Bucky says the light isn't good enough in here, so let's yeah. just move the chair. But they can't because it's a... Crazy and heavy dinner. Balky took out a drill and was literally was about to yeah. murder before, Larry. Before the irresponsible, irresponsible dentist came back in. And the dentist comes in right on time, right before the mass murder. To stop all the fun. Horrible murder of, <laughs> of Larry on a chair. He was gonna decimate his face, blood everywhere. Oh god. If this was an HBO sitcom, 100 percent would have happened. Oh, 100 percent right? yeah. Everyone would have about I mean like Larry would have his his arm no longer worked because he that had, was, yeah he did there was some good like my arm is asleep like slapping his arm around humor yeah good times guys physical humor always works <clears throat> and then uh, we smash cut back to their apartment or dissolve s- slow dissolve with awesome chill sax music oh yeah shout out to that sax music <laughs> chill sax music the sitcom sax music <laughs> of like next scene do 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 do
Uh, this is a family They show. come back home, and we get, like, a nice delayed reveal of Balky walking in, holding, like, he's a holding, bunch of Yeah, he's holding a balloon, gloves, gloves and a and toy, tr- truck, toy truck, because, again, Balky is four or I two. I remember when I was a little, little kid, maybe the first time I was made aware of the prize drawer for little kids yeah. at the dentist yeah. office, I remember them telling me, like, just be good, and you'll get something on the prize drawer. And I remember specifically in my head was, it's going to be a T-Rex from the Dino Riders uh, action figures specifically line. Specifically that? Because the, t- the T-Rex was like the one I, my parents wouldn't get me because yeah. it was a huge playset thing with like a lot of money. And I was like, oh, it'll be that. It'll be that. And I think I got like a little tiny dinosaur. little uh, oh, Like a racer size. That's exciting. And still, I wasn't a Dino Riders. I couldn't put lasers on it and the, yeah. and the Rulons on it. But whatever. Dino I, Riders is great. My dentist was like a family Persian friend. And she just like gave us all tea afterwards. Like, oh, wow. She gave us like an extra toothbrush <laughs> and then like tea. And I think I went I went recently because I got a, a better health care again recently. Ah. And, she, and it's California. So it was national. I went there. And she, this time she gave me hot chocolate. Which I thought Ooh. perhaps, uh, n- you know, invalidates all of her hard work, but. Yes, here's a whole bunch of sugar. A whole bunch of sugar. So we get the moral of the story here, which yeah. was like, I don't even, what was the, like, go to the dentist? Well, it was, uh, I'm happy that I went to the dentist because I'm happy I went with you. Yeah. And, and then Larry says, if you didn't go with me, I wouldn't have, if you didn't, if I didn't go with you, right. I wouldn't have known that I wasn't afraid of, like, my fear of needles wouldn't have been cured. I want to thank you for making me go to the dentist, even though I didn't want to. Yeah, like I said, sometimes you have to do things you're afraid of. Yeah, and when you do, it's nice to have a friend there to help you. I'm glad you were with me. Well, I'm glad you were with me. If you weren't, I never would have gotten over my fear of needles. It's fair. The thing about the show, and I guess about like sitcom comedies that are so uh, contained, is that People's emotions change very fast. Like, Balky hated the dentist, was okay with the dentist. Hated Hated the dentist, was okay with the dentist. Was okay with being a dentist. And then, then, yeah, everything's in absolutes. And then in the end of this, they're like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we have a giant moral to start. I hated needles, but now I'm okay with needles because you were there with me. And so, like, what, what worked and what didn't work about this episode? I, okay, so, <laughs> comedically, I do find Balky very funny. Yes. He's Bronson very... Pinchot has really good delivery. He's very... Oh, they're both very good actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, and he's very, he's very charming and endearing. The way he said, like, Balky, don't be stupid. Don't was be stupid. very, very his good. His eye, his, his eyes, just like, yeah, his beautiful, he's... cute eyes. Okay, well. Okay. I could just go on for days. But no, just like, his expressions <laughs> are wonderful. But I will say, perhaps... As an immigrant child back then, it was actually, that was the TV show that my whole family loved. And my brother and my cousin would call each other, uh, they still to this day call each other, Cousin Larry and Balky. (laughs) Like, that's, it's a part of my family, this show. (laughs) But, like, now it's like, oh, yeah, it knows, I mean, it's kind of offensive, just, like, the way they do view immigrants, like. Well, also, what is Bronson Pinchot's nationality or origin? I mean, Just middle, he's a Mediterranean. But oh, but himself? I don't know. American, right? I don't know. No. I do have one fa- fun fact about him. Like he was—he's very much like an actor, actor, and he like oh. was against—he was against like pop culture, and he spent. Mo- There's like a uh, like an interview with him. He has a collection of all these antiques he got from like Russia from like the 15th <laughs> century, and and he only listened to like 15th or 16th century music. Oh god! And then what? He got his, he got a role in Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. A breakout role and yes. changed everything. Yes. He's like money, 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 Colin. So that's how he actually got this roles he played uh what a was it? snooty gay a snooty like, sales gay clerk, sales clerk that had 
like an Eastern European vague like, accent. Yeah. And he was he was in consideration for this role. And there's another story in which he was doing um Bronson was in consideration for the role, and they wanted him, they offered it to him, but he was like, at first he said no, and one of the reasons he said no, perhaps, is because, so he was in a supporting role in Risky Business with Tom Cruise, ah. and Tom Cruise actually said, whatever you do, don't do it, don't do television, it's a bad idea. But then, he did it. And, uh, and now yeah, maybe it was a bad idea, I don't know. Well, he went on to do, like, Step by Step. And I think that ruined his career. Wait, was he on Step by Step? Yeah, he was like on the later, later seasons oh, of Step by no. Step. He played some like art creepy dude. Okay. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, uh, I fell off a of Step by Step once. I Step by Step, I hey, I never adult. liked it. I hated. I Step loved. By Step. It. I the, I watched all of them. I guess I liked. I guess I did like them. I think I was very aware that like they are not good shows. Even as like yeah. a child, I was like, they're this is easy not, shows. Yeah. I will say even, you know, Full House and Step by Steps and all those shows had multiple plots. Like, I feel like the the thing yeah. that, the major thing that doesn't work for me with this episode is just, it is. Just one it's simple just one plot. just one super simple plot, which can work. Like, yeah. your great I Love Lucy episodes are also that. Like, sure. Lucy wants to do a TV commercial and that's all the episode is. But it works because, like, the performance and, like, the delivery and stuff is more nuanced and fun. Uh you can't fault, like, Lucille Ball is one of the greatest performers of all time. Yeah. Bronson Pinchot is great. Is he Lucy great? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, and it just, there's just not much going on here. I would have loved to have seen, I don't know, like a B story about, uh, I don't know, um, about the uh, Sam Anderson, the newspaper right. chief. What I do know they have, like, you know, other episodes when it's not just them too. Like, they have girlfriends and they have, like, other situations. Yeah. And I feel like those episodes may have A-bops. B plots, maybe not C plots. It might be impossible, impossible or super hard to do a multiple plots if you only have a cast of two, like a lead I cast. I feel like you can if, like, you could break out. You could, you could at least do two plots. Yeah, because I mean, what else could Mark Lynn Baker been? What what could he been doing in this episode? Well, that like, perhaps um, the boss had questions about alimony and wanted to, <laughs> you know, there's like a marriage situation there. Or yeah. he started flirting with the uh, the nurse, the, the, nurse. The, See, the dental assistant. That could have been so much, and she comes yeah. back in when he's or all high up Or the dentist is actually his, like, father. Right, And yeah. there's, like, issues with his father. There's so much or more. Or he gets, like, like, stomach disease. But instead, there were literally four scenes in this episode. There were very four there simple four scenes. Long, five, simple five scenes. Was there five? Well, there was uh there's four locations, but like right. split up. It was it was five scenes. Yeah. Jeez. Or four different <laughs> takes. Uh yeah. So yeah, what do you, so you feel like so what worked for you? I think the the physical comedy of Bronson Pin show, like I laughed at that. Um that might yeah. be about it. Yeah, I mean, it is a, <laughs> like, it is a fun because it's like an homage to Laverne and Shirley and Morgan yeah. Mindy. It's a it's a very it's a fun buddy show, but it very is it is very simple. Which I and it, it actually never was like a it's never been like a high high rated show. It was also like a well praised yeah. show, but never like a hot hit. And in fact, at one point they it was on TGIF and then they moved it to Saturday, right, to try and, and like, launch a Saturday, yeah, lineup. which never worked out, and it like. Fell incredibly, and, and then they came 160. out. Yeah, yeah. Because I did. I can move to the trivia section of. Yay! How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. That was a very loud yay. I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> we love Trinity. Uh, I have just a little bit of trivia Great. here. Um, it's all ratings based. Uh, this episode, this specific episode, was watched by 20.3 million viewers. Which today is like you won television. If yeah, that's no, the case. like that's bigger than like Monday Night Football and yeah, shit. Like, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Do you know what it was ranked for that week though? Okay, so yeah, yes. so back then, back in, 20 uh, was like a not 1989, 20 million viewers. So there were many channels, and everyone just watched the same thing. There was an endless amount of streaming content. I would say it was number five. This was ranked number 37. What? For the week. For the week. 37th place. What was first and what's so their number? So the top five were, uh, the Wonder Years was at five, A yeah. Different World. Do you, do you know how yeah. much by, how many? I didn't write down what okay, the. Okay. Uh, so 700 billion is what yeah. I'm imagining. Uh, Cheers was at number three. And then the Cosby Show and Roseanne were tied for number one. Great. So that's interesting to say, like, this show existed alongside Roseanne, the Cosby Show, Cheers, A Different World, yeah. and The Wonder Years. And yeah. compared to, like, Perfect Strangers compared to whatever, like, Cheers aired that week, no contest. Yeah, I will say, again, it's, bringing in my immigrant. Right. Uh, I was not born, I was born in Iran. Uh, bringing that experience up, a lot of my family and a lot of my relatives and a lot of people I knew, they loved the show. I yeah. feel like this was a show for immigrants, even though it was offensive. And, and like, starring, like, mostly all white people. And one-dimensional like, and, like, very incorrect, perhaps. It was like, oh, wow, someone we kind of, like, they're yeah. kind of talking about our experience on television. Do you remember any specific plot lines that really hit, like, home or, like, really uh, resonated I don't, hard? I don't, no, not really. Just, like, just, oh, like the what? dance of joy. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a certain dance that he does. And, uh, that's basically, and that was very offensive as well. Uh, I feel like he, at one point he had like a relative come and they were, but I don't remember. I should have looked Did it up. Did you ever see the, there's a full house episode where uh, Papuli, was that Uncle Jesse's like Greek uncle or sure. something comes and befriends Michelle for one episode and then dies and Michelle has to like learn how to cope with death. Yeah, yeah. That's so why you're like, never friends with an immigrant. They bring bad news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then as we, as I mentioned to you before we started taping, uh, I went to, to pick a Perfect Strangers episode, I went to IMDb and was like, what is the best episode? 
what does IMDb users? So 16 users. So yeah. that's not so, a consensus. Thanks, <laughs> guys. Uh, thanks, you. Thank 16 you, 16. users ranked this 8.9. 8.9 out of 10. Do you think an 8.9 is, would you give this an 8.9 lower, higher? Is it round of the money? Ah, uh, no, I would not. But I have, I think I, to be completely fair, I have to watch all the episodes to and and see where this see where this ranks. Well, on For a scale tele- of all sitcoms. Would you put it an eight point nine? No, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, very much lower. I mean, it was it was a fun. Uh, it was like a piece of like Hershey's candy, like cheap candy. It was delicious. Hershey's, not, Hershey's has really nice. You had like the Dove candy. Okay, fine. C's candy. <laughs> I, not not C's candy. Sorry, C's candy is me. So it's like a piece of cheap, uh, like a kiss, like a Hershey's kiss. Those are so good. Yeah, but like an old one, like from Halloween that you still have, right. and it's and it's. I would say April. one of those um, generic, like it's just a piece of candy and just like a black wrapper or an sure. orange wrapper. Or and it's like, like what is this? The really shitty candy that you people give each other for Valentine's Day that oh, they get yeah. from oh, like Dwayne Reed or CVS. Heart boxes. Yeah, but that isn't chocolate. <laughs> so good. It isn't. Cho- it's good, and you eat it, and you like enjoy it for a second, but and then you like, like yeah. think about the other chocolates you've had in your life, and you realize mm-hmm. the value of that chocolate it's like very simple <laughs> although it's made with complicated chemicals uh no, a lot was, of chemicals it was a fun i mean i laughed i legitimately did laugh and i don't yeah. laugh that much because i'm dead inside yeah i mean i would give this a 6.8 sure. i would give it like a 6.5 okay yeah because like there's a good physical humor uh i just i i mean i guess hats off to the writing staff for milking out Probably close to 200 episodes. Yeah. Like a hundred, over 150, I'm sure. If it they'd, was on for eight years. They had eight seasons. So seven, but the so first, 140, yeah. so probably like 150 episodes. Yeah. Their first and last season, though, only had six episodes. Okay, right. So, but like how you got, like how did you get that much? That's nuts. That's well, crazy. Spoiler, the show does take a weird turn because they do get, ma- they get, they they meet these girls at a gym and they befriend them and if they find out they're flight attendants who also live in their building and then they start <laughs> dating them and then it becomes a story about Larry and his relationship with his girlfriend and then they get like married and they move to like a Victorian house they can't afford the rent oh, and so they actually see. they need roommates and so they get Balky and like his girlfriend to this like move in I want to watch this yeah and then and then that it becomes been the and then it was no longer about like him them working the newspaper or anything it was about their like the four person ensemble that's a better show, I Yeah, think. I but then, like, uh, again, more spoilers, uh, uh, Balky and his girlfriend have, like, a falling out, and then Larry and his wife get pregnant, and they come back, and the last six episodes are about, like, the uh, um, being pregnant and having the baby. Oh, wow. And then, like, uh, yeah. So it's just, it's a show totally changes. This is also a weird show to think about how this is a TJF show, but yeah, when I think of TJF, I think Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, sure. like, hardcore family, like, family yeah. sitcoms. And this, the fact that this is one of the originators of TJF is really odd to me because the other shows that came in its wake didn't follow that formula at all in any way. Yeah. this is not a... I mean, it's a family show and that they're cousins, but, like, it's a small cast. Full House literally has a full house exactly. of people. Yeah. Uh, even, like, Step by Step has a cast of, like, nine. It's really weird. That might be why it felt so empty to me. Not in a um, soulless way. Right. But, like, a, physically, as in all the beats and the notes and the type of comedy this episode does and Perfect Strangers probably does is the same type of stuff that Full House does, but there's just physically less people. Right. And so it doesn't have that same, like, madcap energy to it that a Full House or a Step-by-Step does. And then also, 
at that newspaper, they could have a room full of energy and people, but they yeah, have they literally just silent. no one. They were and basically that apartment is empty. They like, were foreshadowing the damn fall of media in a way. It's so weird. Did you know after the sixth season, they actually brought in a child? And Curly they had like Sue, right? yeah, they brought in the mm-hmm. actress who played Curly Sue, and they had her play like a, a precocious neighbor. Okay. But they they actually put her in like the opening credits, her name. But they immediately got rid of her. So they just, she was on for just a couple episodes, and was then she was ghosted. Was this before or after Curly Sue? This was before Curly Sue. Okay, so then and she was, got. That was actually she like a bunch took of Tom other. Tom Cruise's advice. I was exactly. Like, mm, let's do movies. And then she. We don't know where she. And now is. she's. She's probably doing improv somewhere. She's probably doing improv. <laughs> like, she's in a mod team somewhere. Yeah. Um. Uh, out of everyone in this episode, who would you say had the, uh, who is the must-see performer? Balky! <laughs> not even a question. He's the, I mean, like, Larry, sure, but there's really only two people who are deciding. <laughs> like, which one do you want? I mean, Balky and also that nurse practitioner, not a practitioner, the, uh, the, the dental assistant. Yeah, because she, she was She a was working it. Her and Balky should have a spinoff show. She should have been back. I she wonder been back. if you get that kind of guest role on Perfect Strangers, you're like, I gotta make an impression. You got like, to, exactly. There's dentist, they can come back to the dentist anytime. Yeah. Like, they built this set, they have yeah. to use it. Yeah. She was an over five, I think. I think she had more than five oh, lines. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Didn't work for her, though. Didn't work for <laughs> Did, her. She did not come Who back, knows? I don't think. Maybe we, like, Google her and we'll find out she's, like, James Earl Jones. Like, <laughs> well, that she's... was one of her early roles. She's a white woman. Yeah. Uh, let's clarify that. <laughs> uh, and uh, would you say that people must see this episode? No. This, okay, this is also apparently the best episode of I Perfect would Strangers. say, give your, uh, if you don't know anything about Perfect Strangers, for sure watch the title opening. Yeah, like, it's a, that, it's a yeah. joy of a thing to watch. <laughs> Perhaps not this episode, but if you want to watch an episode, sure, maybe this is this is a good. I think this is a good introduction episode because yeah, it's specifically about them, and you find out you you understand their dynamic immediately, right? And you understand just like how offensive it could be, and possibly <laughs> is. Yeah, I don't know if this is uh, an essential viewing. Again, like you know, if you want to watch Perfect Strangers, go for it. Apparently, yeah. this is the best episode. Do you like? Do you remember episodes that were better than this, or were they all similar? What, what are your recollections? Like, do you have, like, when you dig into your the warm nostalgia of your brain yeah. and conjure up Perfect Strangers memories? I just, I just think, I think I just remember the opening. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Balky was sheep. I remember him being so happy. I remember the, the dance of joy. And then I remember my brother and, his co- and our okay, cousin. Yeah. So, so to me, yeah. it became more of like a real, like how it inspired my yeah. real life. Uh, and I just remember the girlfriend, whenever the girlfriends were there, I was not interested. Because <laughs> they were, like, uh, taking your man. Right? Not necessarily. <laughs> it's just, like, the, uh, it's just... Was Bronson Penn show, like, a Tiger Bee, Teen Bee kind of thing? No. He was actually found on Moonlight. They, like, found... He was playing some role in Moonlight, and they brought him on. He's, like, a Yale, like, actor, actor. Yeah. Oh. So, like, Bal- Balky was never, like... The character was never like it was never. Uh, Balky became like a heart heart drop. Okay, did he? Yeah, okay. yeah. I think so. I think so. He he seems like the you know. There was a perfect. There was a TJF set of trading cards in the early nineties. I remember. Yeah. Uh, because the Marvel Comics ads at the time they had ads for those trading cards and it was like Full House, Perfect Strangers, Family Matter. So like, if you want a Balky trading card, it's probably on. It's probably there. Do you think there's a Balky figurine somewhere? Oh, probably custom. I know they did make a Full House of dolls. Sure, but Full House had, I think, more of a pop cultural impact because it was all about American people and not like, (laughs) you know, actually, they pitched a show to three different networks and they're like, they just denied it because they're like, no one's interested in immigrants. I love that. Are we, 
It's so weird to me to think of Balki Bartakamus or Bar- whatever Bartamus, yeah. as an immigrant yeah. because nowadays he'd just be like, you're white. Like, you look white, so you're yeah. white. Like, this this show nowadays would not pass the muster of is this diversity or is this... Sure. I mean, he, he could pass for like a... <clears throat> an Iranian person, it's perhaps. It's funny to me to think that, like, in the 80s, they're like, man, now this white guy is too... He has an accent. Man, and, and, like, oh, so boy. Weird. Look at that funny shirt he's wearing. It's he's so... But also, it's just, it's just a weird interpretation of an immigrant, which is like, right. they come to America, and they're just wide-eyed about what? everything. Yeah. Everything's amazing and wonderful. And they also have the education of a child. And never learned. They Literally never learned anything. Never and they have, like, a very or messed bro. up, like, understanding of the world. Like, they believe elevators lead you to the to, center to of the center earth. Of the earth. <laughs> and also that, like, uh, camera steal your, steal your soul. Yeah. Which I feel like, come on, writer's room, like. You can, that's the obvious Apparently, joke, Balky right? gets a job in the series where he does the daily cartoons about a sheep because he's obsessed that's a great, with sheep. You, all the things that are not in this episode sound great. Yeah, like them getting girlfriends, living in an old house, having a precocious neighbor, and yeah. him being a cartoonist with a cartoon about a sheep all sounds great because that fills out the world. Yeah, no, this one is just one one long line. Uh, hey, uh, Balky gets a toothache. Yeah, and... The, <laughs> That's it. I wonder how long it took them to write uh, Ruth Buzzy or whoever. No, not Ruth Buzzy. Yeah, Ruth Buzzy Ruth, Let's just make that up. Uh, but I feel like the laughing gas thing, I feel like there's a trope. So many shows have done this. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if this is like the beginning of a trope or it's a continuation. You don't really see the laughing gas anymore because like who uses, who has, la- I have never met a dentist who was giving me laughing really? gas. Really? I've never seen it. I had it all the time it. as a really? kid. Yeah. I had that shit put on my face. I can remember the feel of that like cushy plastic Ew. on my face with like the uh, and it 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 tingles and feels really weird. I mean, it's also the same as this when you're going under for surgery. But sure. there they give you no, they give you anesthesia for that. It's yeah, also gas. My dentist, who's an Iranian uh, neighbor or just friend, she whenever she was drilling or doing anything in my mouth, she would be like crying, like I would what? be like numbed up. And she'd be like, I'm so sorry I'm doing this thing. Oh I'm you are hurting, you're bleeding. She you're didn't bleeding. want to do this job. You're so bleeding so hard. You're, you're bleeding <laughs> in my hands. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, she man. had too much empathy <clears throat> to be a dentist. Well, I guess that's about it for Perfect Strangers. Um, How would you rank this? Because this is you. I was the one who pitched this to you. Right, yeah. Because it's coming from my upbringing. How, how does this show relate to the other shows that you've watched? Well, I mean, last week I also did Family Ties, which is my first foray into family sitcoms. So this is, uh, I mean, this is our first representative of a TGIF, like, because that's a distinct brand. Yes. Thank God it's Fridays. Thank God it's that funny. Was such a big deal. Yeah. Big especially deal like our life. generation. That was a huge deal. And they are, they're a, I'm obsessed with them in a little bit, especially Full House's Full House was almost the first episode of this podcast because Matt Little either wanted Friends or Full House. And I was like, we are not starting this podcast yeah. with Full House because that's a that's a thing to unwrap. That is a gift that at some point will be on this podcast because uh, Full House is just an insane show. Yeah. But so this is representative of that. A representative of a time where, like, Fridays, you could stay in and watch television. You were uh, welcome. You were supposed Before that, in the 70s, Saturday night was the night to stay in, because yeah. that was Mary Tyler Moore, Carol Burnett, Bob Newhart, and all in the family. Yeah, and now there's, there's not, like, any must-see viewing, or you can see it later. <clears throat> so now we're expected to be doing things at night. At all times. Ugh. Just let us stay in. 
So, yeah, thank you for pitching this. It was really interesting. Yeah. It's super uh, eye-opening to revisit this show that I know I watched as a kid but had no memory of. Yeah, and I wonder if it would pass today. I don't think it would. I think, no. like, there would be so many think pieces about people finding it offensive in oh, some way. Oh, 100%. This yeah. definitely would not fly at all today. Yeah. Unless it was coming from a Greek or Mepos showrunner yeah. well, who was writing truthfully about their own sure. experience and also starring a Meposian yeah. actor. I Actually, I feel like uh, Borat... No, see, I feel like um, <laughs> Valky's like a low-key Borat. Like he's yeah, like, <laughs> it's a low-key Borat. Yeah. Yeah. He's yes. the pre-Borat. He's the father of Borat. Oh, God. But, like, a nice version of him who only wants to learn about the Digestible world. Digestible to family. Digestible TGIF Borat. TGIF Borat. Thank God it's Borat. Thank God it's Ugh. Borat. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming out here and being on the show. Where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk to you about or oh, if there's gosh. anything you want to plug? Uh, sure. Uh... People, could, I don't use Twitter, but I could use it. Uh, I'm at, at specifically talk about perfect strangers. I can specifically help you with dental issues or perfect strangers. That's at Zolfatron or Instagram at Zolfatron. And I perform at the UCB, and you know, I write for shows, and I'm a, a secret person in the background, or I'm on television. Who knows? This is a loaded question, Brett. <laughs> And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest Mujan Zalfagari for dropping by and talking about Perfect Strangers with me this week and beginning a potentially lifelong obsession with Balky and Cousin Larry uh, that we have continued since the taping of this episode. We flirted with the idea of going to a comic convention in New Jersey where Marklin Baker and Bronson Pinchot reunited for the first time in decades. But we did not do that because it cost a lot of money. It was like, it was also a lot of money to get a picture taken with both of them together. Of course, it was expensive to meet those two legends. <laughs> Next week on the show, I will be discussing the news radio episode Arcade. Arcade is in the third season of news radio. It is episode four. It's at season three, episode four, Arcade. You can buy this news radio episode on Amazon Prime or iTunes. Until then, you can follow this podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at at MustHaveSeenTV. If you like what you've heard, I am begging you, much like Elaine begs Jerry's mom to turn on that AC, rate and review Must Have Seen TV in iTunes. It really, really helps a show out, especially a growing show like this one. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White. You can read my words at Decider.com. You can check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com slash user slash Brett White. The theme song is Patricia's Moving Picture by The Go Team. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to you for listening. And I'll see you next week on Must Have Seen TV. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.